there, and welcome to the very first episode of Behind the Scenes, the podcast. I'm Alex, and I wanted to kick off the podcast with a little uh, intro from me and why I decided to do this podcast, and hopefully leave you with the encouragement that you need for today. Bear with me today. As you can probably hear, I am extremely congested, and it sounds like I have a family of frogs living in my throat right now. Uh, I live in North Carolina, and fall is in full effect which means so are my allergies. So I'm sitting here with some coffee and Vicks and uh, we're doing this. I'm, I'm honestly too excited at this point to wait until my voice sounds better. Uh, this podcast has been a dream of mine actually for years, like four or five years at least. And that's because the topics we're going to talk about and we're going to go over are very near and dear to my heart. Now, just to clarify, this podcast is not going to be me telling you how you should feel, how you should think, how you should believe, okay? That's not going to happen here. My hope is to create a space for you to dive deep into your own feelings, into your own thoughts, into your own belief system, understand why you have the values that you do, and hopefully how to better understand and respond to opposing viewpoints. I am going to share uh, very transparently my own perspective and belief system, uh, but only because mine isn't atypical. I believe that when we can understand the why part behind the what part, we become better humans. So a little about me, I'm a single mom and I have two wildly amazing daughters. Um, You guys will hear all the stories, uh, because they're hilarious. Um, and even if you don't have kids, you're going to want to stick around because seriously, the things that these two do, it's, I need to put a GoPro on these kids. Anyway, we're getting off topic, but my girls are what drive me. They are why I do what I do. They are why I'm about to put myself out here in this podcast, the way that I'm about to. And that's because I want to raise my girls to love themselves. I want to raise my girls to be comfortable in their own skin and to be comfortable with who they are individually. I want to raise my girls to ask questions, to speak up. I want to raise my girls in a way that when they are met with what looks like an obstacle, instead, they see it as an opportunity to learn. I want my girls to see the world in full color. But the hard part is, how do I do that while I'm still learning how to do that for myself? And whether or not you have kids, I'm betting that, uh, like me, there was at least one of those items uh, that I was, you know, talking about right there, where you raised your hand and just like, yeah, same, me too, right? Over the past few years, I've really taken the time to get to know myself again and to do that inner child work, and it's honestly been amazing. Uh, it's been hard as fuck, but it's been amazing. And life isn't perfect, but I have this load lifted off my shoulders now, and I know more about who I am and what I want out of life and why I want that. I have a clearer vision ahead of me now than I ever have. And for the longest time, I was so tense and I was so uptight because I was spending literally all of my energy trying to fit into these boxes that were being handed to me, these expectations that were placed on me. And they weren't all bad or ill-intended. Um, and even the good ones, there, there, there were parts of that box that felt cramped, though, that I didn't understand and, and they didn't feel good. But when I asked questions too often, I was just brushed off and 
you know, because I agreed with the 90% of it, I was expected to agree with that last 10% because they just went together. And I know I'm being, you know, extremely vague right now, but I, I wanted to share real quick where that shift started for me. It wasn't until I had a huge mindset shift. I went from thinking, I need to fix that to more of a, okay, it is what it is type of mindset. And when I say the phrase, it is what it is, I don't necessarily say it in like an I don't give a fuck kind of way. It's not me giving up. It's not me trying to avoid a frustrating situation. It's not me being passive. It's me acknowledging out loud because sometimes when we're retraining our brain, it's important for us to hear ourselves say the thing. It's me acknowledging out loud that that specific situation, conversation, change of events, whatever it is, is now out of my control. And that's me intentionally letting go and creating space for the things that I can control. Now, I have ADHD, crippling anxiety, I'm autistic, uh, so I stress about everything. Um, And the worst part is I stress about unrealistic things sometimes. And because of how my brain processes the world, it's it's running reruns literally reruns of everything, trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. And at the same time, it's running multiple scenarios, trying to predict the future like I'm Dr. Strange or something. And my brain just doesn't focus on one topic. It's running multiple topics all at once. And if you're neurodivergent or a mom, you understand this. And I got to the point uh, where I was just so exhausted mentally and emotionally, and it was affecting me in such a negative way. So I had to learn to protect my mind because a messy mind, while it can be beautiful, can also be very detrimental if it starts turning into a hoarding situation up there. And in order to learn how to protect my mind, I had to start doing intentional actions because I was so used to just doing, I had to force myself to stop, look at my life, look at my day, look at my week, see what was draining me and what was giving me life, and then ask why. Why did that moment fuel me? Why does this aspect of my life drain me so much when I don't think it should be? And if you're anything like me and you're trying to do the same thing for yourself, I wanted to just share a tool that helps me tremendously. This is one of those intentional actions that I do to help me protect my mind and protect my peace. Now, I am not an expert by any means. This is just what works for me, okay? This isn't some super secret technique or anything like that either. And if you spend any time with a therapist, um, you probably have heard of something similar to this. This is actually one of the many techniques that my therapist and I came up with to help me. And it's very simple, very straightforward, and the visual helps so much. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, I grab paper and pen. And yes, I highly recommend using paper and pen. Don't type it into your notes app or anything like that. Write it down, make it real, okay? But I write everything down that's taking up space in my head. And we're gonna think rapid fire when we do this. I set myself a timer. I give myself three minutes. I have three minutes to write everything down. And I don't leave anything off this list. Regardless of how minuscule or unrealistic it might seem, even if it's something that I've already taken care of, but it's still taking up space in my head and draining brain power, I'm writing it down. And when I'm done with that, I take a different colored pen. Yes, it's got to be a different color. I've used crayon before. Don't judge me, okay? The visual here is important. So get a different color, 
go back through the list and I identify everything that I don't have control over today. And I cross it off, like scratch that shit off the list. It doesn't exist anymore. Now, if there's something that I've already done and I need to follow up on, I write that specific thing down at the bottom of the list and I make myself a a note or reminder to finish that. The same thing, I, I do the same thing if it's something that I can't control today, but I need me to remember about it tomorrow or on another day. I literally pick my phone up, say, hey Siri, set me an, a reminder for Thursday at 10 a.m. that I need to do da-da-da-da. And I set the reminder to urgent and persistent. I don't recommend writing a sticky note. I don't recommend writing it on your calendar. It's not a foolproof way that it's gonna come back in time and you're gonna drop the ball later. So set yourself up for success with this. That's the whole point of this exercise, to clear space for for what you don't need and to set yourself up for success. After I've made the reminders, I scratch that off the list. It's out of sight, okay? Now, after I've crossed everything off that I can't control today, I take what I can control, put those onto a new piece of paper or my planner or whatever I'm using for that day, and I make a plan for those things. If it's crossed off, it doesn't get to tag along for today. And by doing this, I'm literally retraining myself to be present and not overextend my energy by worrying about things that are outside of my control. And I do this anytime I need to turn my brain's volume levels down. Like when I'm playing with my kids, but my mind is racing, or when I'm at work, or when I'm trying to sleep, I take those few very intentional minutes and I clear out the space to make room for the things that are actually important to today and to me. Because if there's something on that list that I can control, but it no longer adds value to my life, it is also getting scratched. I used to get so frustrated with myself for feeling so overwhelmed by you know, all the junk and, and I, I needed to be where my feet were. And my brain wasn't the enemy here. It was trying to take care of everything. The, the, the stuff it was spinning was important, but I needed a way to physically put some of those things to bed. And by making the list of what's actually important, I can confidently step away because I know that when I come back and when I pick it back up, I have a clear plan. So when I say it is what it is, that's me saying that it's out of my control at this moment. And regardless of how I feel, because sometimes our feelings can guilt us into overextending ourselves, I'm not going to be dragging that around with me for the rest of the day. Because I'm finally at a point in my life and with myself where I understand that my time is precious, my energy is precious, my mind and my mindset are precious, my peace is precious, and I've got things to do. I've got a life to live. I've got kids to make memories with. I've got friends to laugh with. Those things deserve my time, my energy, my mind, my peace. My peace is reserved for my kids. This task doesn't get to steal my energy and rob that from my babies anymore. I'm no longer giving my energy to things that are outside of my control. And this has been the most freeing decision of my life. The other thing I love about this exercise is it's been incredibly healing for my inner child. I grew up in a lot of chaos, and we're going to dive into that as we go, but I've always felt the need to be so in control of everything. Uh, The only exception has been when it comes to my faith, but when it comes to people, it's more of a, nope, I got this. And it was 
I, I was constantly trying to process the past, present, and predict the future all at once because that was how I ensured that I was safe for so long. And as you can imagine, that's not the healthiest, but I didn't know what to do. No one showed me how to transparently process my emotions. In fact, the example and the expectation was quite the opposite. The senior year of high school, I came to my mother and told her that I was feeling depressed and having suicidal thoughts. And the response was to discredit my feelings and my emotions, was to put blame back on me for those feelings and those emotions, and then to also not tell anybody or speak another word of this to anybody else, followed by a pretty harsh threat. This exercise allowed me to build some true safety for myself. I was able to show that inner child that not only can she put down what happened yesterday, but she can also pass the ball down the court to future Alex and that she can trust future Alex to catch the ball and run it down the court. That's why I set the reminders the way that I do. And for the first time in my life, I'm getting to a point where I can be present and feel safe, not feel like I'm forgetting about anything, not feel worried about what tomorrow or the next week might hold. I'm spending less of my energy anticipating the curveballs to come and instead enjoying the now while making a good plan for tomorrow. And that doesn't mean curveballs don't happen all the time. And if you know anything about the last couple of years of my life, you know that I've had curveball after curveball after curveball. And by clearing my mind and protecting my peace and my mindset, I have been able to respond to those curveballs so much better than I could have five years ago because there's space for the things that are important, because there's space for me to make the adjustment and adapt calmly. I've taken that power back. I've been able to prioritize making a true safe space for myself within myself. I've always been so on guard that until recently, I didn't really take the time to enjoy who I was as a person or to enjoy the life that I had. And now I'm in this season where I get to do both. My hope with this podcast is to encourage you to be your best self in every aspect. And that ultimately starts with you. Setting healthy boundaries, prioritizing what matters to you and enjoying the journey. There's so much life that we all have to live, but sometimes we are the ones that are robbing ourselves of being able to actually enjoy it and be grateful for it by allowing the wrong things to hold space and drain energy. I hope you have an amazing week. And if you try out this technique or if you have a technique that's similar that works for you, I'd love to hear how you protect your mind and your peace. You can connect with me on my social media at Alexandra T. Evans. Uh, If you enjoyed today's podcast, I hope you will continue to join me every week and share this podcast with someone you think will enjoy it as well. 